Chapter 4 Ownership This morning I woke with the words, When feeling overwhelmed, get bigger, not smaller. Most likely these overwhelmed feelings arise out of creased awareness of extinction everywhere, the inequitable distribution of wealth and power in our world on the increase, the trajectory so many are on, our ability or inability to change. As the young ones stand up and speak out, I listen for how to show up with them, for them. Human change, more than climate change, becomes a slogan. I remember when I was around a lot of death, cancer, suicide in the 70s, how overwhelmed I felt. Learning what I had learned about chemicals, soil, air, water, food, I reached a place I felt it was impossible to eat, to live without continued harm to myself, to others, and to this planet. On one level therein was simple truth, life, death, every day, with each step I take. My Buddhist vow to alleviate suffering was somehow during this time not satisfying as a motivation to live. As you may have read or heard by now, I went to the desert then, as I still do today, to pray. The simplest response as I have shared continues to come. Give your attention to the water. And so when I felt overwhelmed by the pollution in Denver where I was living in the 70s, I knew I had to move. During my years there, Denver had gone from being the cleanest city in the country to one of the most polluted. I landed in Boulder. Two, three, four, five, Bluff Street. Only 45 minutes away, yet far enough to get a grip, one might say. I needed to start over with the basics that I felt were sane, were heartful, were mindful, were a response to the world I was part of. Resources and privilege allowed this move. And clearly it was another case of NIMBY, not in my backyard. This I can't deny, and as such, it was deep in my ancestral blood and bones. Move when conditions become extreme, unfavorable, both inside and out. Find better air, find better water, find better land, an opportunity within the American dream. I knew, however, I would not leave the story, the knowing that much was amiss in our cities, our land, our country, our world. I moved on with the commitment somehow to become part of the change. For only three days, I drove around Boulder looking at for sale signs. I used no realtor. I knew no one at all in the town. I only knew it was cleaner air, closer to the mountain, and a place to begin again. Weeks before, I had turned down an offer to stay in my university research position. 
my boss who had hired me three years before, had offered me everything I had been asking for. Support for a program I had written to channel more monies to women. More appropriate technology support to the movement in the countries where we were working. And more money for me as well. Yet even though we were named a research institute, we were really another form of U.S. foreign aid and influence. Funded more often by the U.S. Agency for International Development, we were a quiet, subtle, yet effective arm of westernization in remote places. Rather than truly have sister organizations and partners, as we called them, our relations were developed according to where our government needed and wanted to be in seats of influence, if not control. I could not overlook that reality, that I was one woman on all-male teams, that what we were offering 90% of the time was totally a Western way of doing things. We did sit in a large circle to listen the last evening at the end of a month's training. Yet notable is that it was their idea, the Indonesians, not ours. We had a very long way to go to see, to offer something different than what we were being paid to do, a more subtle kind of Western development. I knew I had to leave the work, my little home, the university, Denver. And even though I knew something was not right in my heart, I had few alternatives to offer. I knew I needed to become a student again of nature, spirit, life. Two, three, four, five, Bluff Street. Now that's an address worth moving to. It was a beautiful old Victorian house, not far from the center of town. Beautiful, I, I say, although it looked more depressed than I. Lack of paint, care, upkeep, and attention for years. It was barren inside except for stray cats and a lot of shit in the corners. The yard in the back was huge for the city block it was on all overgrown and wild compared to the neighbors. It was a mirror, a project for sure, a home, perhaps. It was at least something that I could put myself fully into with the intent to rebuild and restore beauty. The next day, I contacted an old friend in Denver who was a lawyer. He served as my realtor, and within hours, the deal was sealed. I moved in the next week with a mat and a sleeping bag. And over the next six months, I found the partners, the builders to work with. I call them partners because they needed to be, and very soon they became my friends and my family. This place and I needed more than paid labor. It and I needed love, attention, and a future. Over the next five years, Bluff Street bloomed. The backyard became a home for vegetables, chickens, flowers, and a hot tub, host to one of the earliest local water bursts. 
The four bedrooms served as home for many who were, what to say? The phrase now so overused was just beginning to be voiced. Quote, people in transition. The transition for most was clearly out of the mainstream, out of a world and a culture that was built around profit, extraction, control. The common ground amongst the many who came was health, healing needed for oneself and more so even for our world. We were not big, powerful change makers. We were broken people in many ways, searching for better ways than what we had been handed. Cooperative housing wasn't such a code word then, but I guess this turned into some small seed of that. There are people I meet today who thank me, who lived there for a time who I actually had never even met. For I was there much of the first three years and then on the move for the next five. Knowing I had to keep learning, serving, even if moving and traveling did not look PC to my cohorts in the the back-to-the-land stay-at-home movement. Bluff Street continued for a total of eight years, housing two documentary filmmakers focused on indigenous people. The author of the first U.S. book on homeopathy, ongoing research in a library on alternative healing approaches to cancer. When it was time to sell, I waited for the next stewards. Two years. Then I received a call from a Russian couple and came from Ojai back home to meet them. I remember her crying when she walked in the door. She said she had dreamed of this room, this kitchen, this place. And he, her husband, well, he, quote, made water for astronauts in space. Wow. Water. I never quite understood what that really meant, but the focus on water certainly caught my attention. At the time, I was working in citizen diplomacy projects, focused on heart-to-heart exchange in the Soviet Union. And I had just returned from an exchange of healers, which my partner Jim Hickman had coordinated. I knew how hard it was for Russians to leave their country, not only due to visas, but due to the love of their land. It seemed another small moment of destiny that I could offer these two beautiful Russian people the home of their dreams. I gave them the price they wanted. And I exchanged a dream rather than a property. They always invited me back to visit. And a few years later, I came. And they... They had honestly, literally taken up the two unrealized visions I had carried, but not yet manifested. I had never told them, but they had made the garage into an art studio, and the back 40 was now an orchard. Though somewhat kept at bay through my prayer and action at Bluff Street, my own sense of overwhelm had not dissipated. 
I was far from the healthy human that I had hoped to discover. I rarely sat down, some would say a bit obsessed or at best a workaholic. The fact, however, what people I knew considered fun and leisure, as described earlier, was just not doing it for me. I needed to be part of a movement for human change along with the climate change some were already speaking about. That was the only place that I actually could rest in the eye of the storm. This was the time I gave myself, as shared earlier, to the Ojai Foundation, to citizen diplomacy, to rites of passage, to serving something larger than myself. What that exactly was or is, well, that's hard, hard to define. The best I can say is it comes in the form of knowings, dreams, sometimes as an image that won't leave. This morning, I woke with one again. It's about Three Creeks, another place I moved on to after the Ojai Foundation. I thought in choosing Three Creeks, I was choosing something smaller, actually, than the leadership and the responsibility for the foundation. However, like all the other moves, each one demanded me to get bigger, to dare to vision, and to dare to work for this more beautiful world. I actually have never left Bluff Street or Ojai, or even New England for that matter. I am sitting in the morning sun, as Otis Redding sings. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, and looks like nothing is going to change. And I'm still watching the tide. The focus on the water gives me direction. I need not hopefully ever to slip into savior mentality or behavior. Saving the earth has never been a slogan for me. And yet today, I will write all of our neighbors at Three Creeks. This five-acre oasis is bordered by Glickbark's 17 acres. It used to be all one ranch through which the water flows. And if he ever chose to divert his water in some way, this sanctuary would receive none. The dream that it is one land again, Paiuhunadu, place where the water always flows. So why stop with Glickbargs? This morning the whole letter was in my head and heart, an invite to all of the neighbors on our side of the road, three other five-acre parcels. Why not become an even more healthy cell in this body? Become a land trust, a true oasis, a memory of how it was, perhaps, reborn into what it can be today. Shared, protected land and water, orchards, gardens, a fine watering hole in this desert land. Is this land a home, a place where relations can be restored rebuilt, remembered, with the land, with the water, with the Paiute Shoshone, the Numu? I certainly don't know. Yet it becomes clearer every day that I cannot leave without trying, 
without working and living for that. For sure, I feel overwhelmed by what we are already responsible for. We have said, when and I, now 70 and 77, people, we can't keep doing it, not the way we have been. Same is true in this world. So, am I simply going to move, have and seek my own security and comfort somewhere? Not unless the Russians come along. That is the next destined stewards to be, to continue this dream of water flowing, of people growing, of relatives healing.